Welcome to the Listener Don't Podcast, a podcast featuring raw, uncut, and unfiltered conversations between two midlife girlfriends sharing their life experiences. Listener don't. Either way, we'll be fine. All right. What do we want to talk about today? Uh, You know, I think what is where my head's at today is that I've been doing, I've been sort of in this like mid to low lying apathetic mood Mm -hmm. or space, not even mood, but like energy space where I guess that's a mood. Yeah, sure. All of it where like, I'm still hungry, but not like physically hungry, looking for food necessarily, but like, you know, I feel as if I'm not settled and something's missing and it all kind of, like it's been very prevalent this month in particular i've been two years sober this Mm -hmm. month and there's something that happens that i've you know recognized in talking to other people that yeah there's like a period when you know maybe when you do anything where things just seem sort of dull and there's also been you know as i've been on this path like people who are that i've kind of come up with you know and who are no longer who've like sort of faded away. Like my relationships, you know, Mm -hmm. have sort Mm -hmm. of changed um, Mm -hmm. along the way with them where maybe we're not as close or maybe they're on some other shit or maybe, you know, or maybe I'm on some other shit. And Mm -hmm. there's like this mix of this feeling of like guilt, which I am addicted to. I fucking love being guilty. I love being shameful. I love thinking that I'm not worth anything (laughs) or like, you know, (laughs) hence hence my phone call yesterday. (laughs) I love that. You know, I love feeling like I don't deserve Mm -hmm. anything or anything good maybe. And it's just, there's like when I, you know, today, this morning, when I took a step back and talked to some friends, I heard a lot of me and like my thoughts, like me, me, I, 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 I'm not, this isn't, I don't have not enough, blah, blah, blah. Like a lot of Mm -hmm. self-centered thinking. I get really triggered and like angry whenever, if someone else pointed it out to me that I'm being very self-centered in my thinking, but more when I recognize it and I'm pissed, it's almost like I don't have the right to think about myself. And I'm like, well, fuck you, Shakira. Like, you don't have the right to think about. I have the right, you know. So then it becomes even more like me. I'm arguing with myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this headspace. And I was listening to other friends talk this morning about how much of, you know, the change I want to see is within my control and how much of it is not. And really nothing is. And um, the way to get out of this self-centered thinking is to be in the middle of what connects you spiritually uh, to something bigger than you. So really getting out of yourself. Uh And, you know, I never want to do that. I never want to do the work. And it's, you know, I like Uh things that are easy. I like it easy. I love an easy, like, path. I love um, an easy, you know, choice. I want the path of least resistance. And to me, the path of least resistance is when I choose the path that I set forth, when I make the plan. And the fact is, is that the best life, and I see it in other people, I see it, I see the the people that have the stuff that I want, 
or like the life and the thinking and the feeling, and they are committed to giving and being of service to others um, and anything outside of themselves. Like it's as a result of them surrendering their own will. It's as mm-hmm. a result, a result of surrendering their own self-centered thinking. It just really hit me hard this morning that part of my feeling like really apathetic and almost like this guilt of feeling of this month, like feeling like shitty, you know, about like Mm -hmm, why is this mm -hmm. happening to me um, Mm -hmm. is like hitting me really hard. Like I feel a lot of guilt for not being, for not seeing like, not only do you have it so good, but there's so much more that you could be spending your energy on than like sitting in this headspace of what you don't have mm-hmm. and how hungry you are for something more um, that you need to go out and, and find. It's like, girl, like it's already there. And also like do the work of getting out of your fucking head <laughs> just for a minute. You know what I mean? Like, can you think about someone else or something else? Um, so asking that question, like, what are you doing for fun? I'm like, not a whole fucking lot. You know, I'm sitting in a lot of, uh, like mm-hmm. apathetic anger <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. this month, mm-hmm. um, and well, it shifts, right? Like sometimes are better than other, but like, I would say like in general, like that's kind of been the last, what, 27 days. Sure. <laughs> sure. So that's yeah. where I'm at. <laughs> and well, just and- like. Wah, 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 wah. I don't want to be mad at myself. I'm not mad at myself. It's just like today was a moment of like, like I heard myself in my head as I listened to other people talk about their, the severity of how that illness in your head can keep you um, only in yourself and not outside of yourself. And you miss the fucking fullness that is possible for you. And I see it in other people and I get in this, why not me? And I'm like, well, cause I'm not doing the same shit that they're done. They're, they're doing. I'm not right. doing it. Right. I'm not doing it. Well, and first of all, you, as much as you may feel like you only want the easy thing, can we recognize that you've been sober for two motherfucking years and the hard work that it takes to do that, the hard work that it takes to be in the wave of, like you said, shifting relationships, people coming in and people coming out and you managing your boundaries to stay safe within yourself for you to stay sober. Cause that's hard work. Every single fucking day that you wake up, you make the choice to be sober. You make the choice to choose you. So when, what I hear is that maybe it's, I just want something to be fucking easy for a change because I have been doing all of this hard work for two years. Yeah, I think um, it could be easy if I just allow it to not be about me all the time Mm. in my head. Mm -hmm. It could be a hell of a lot easier if I choose to stop fighting (laughs) Um, or like wrestling with the idea that I have all the answers. Um, Mm -hmm. It could be a lot easier if I'm not so self-centered in my thinking. The self-centered the definition of self-centered um, to me is something that I'm still like looking to understand and define as it relates to, well, everything. And I think if I was going to look it up and I'm sure I've been asked to look it up at some point in the last two years and I can't remember what I as far as the definition, yeah. but I don't know. The dictionary description is, you know, like the const- the obsession with I and me 
and mm-hmm. um, everything around me has me in the middle of it. Um, sure, and oftentimes sure. it's not the case. Like, it's just not true. But I, sure. in my head, will think and always put myself in the middle of every situation, every conversation, every solution, every problem, every question, like all, it's all about me. And that's just, it's just a trap to me, like to stay in that way. Yeah. Then my feelings start traveling in that direction where sure. like my feelings sure. become very real because it's all about me. Like I've never seen like a clear sort of the, the, my reality is distorted by my own self-centered thinking, if that makes sense. It does. It does. And I I can see where it also takes you out of the present moment because you're thinking about how does Mm -hmm. this, how is what they're saying a mirror of how I'm feeling and Mm -hmm. a mirror to maybe like what I'm projecting out. So it's mm-hmm. almost like you're constantly trying to do the work on yourself to fix something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just, it's been a really interesting morning. Yeah, sounds um, like it. Well, and when you were talking, I've, I'm doing the, I'm facilitating the Artist Way group for the next 12 mm-hmm. weeks. And he, we're in week three, and it's all about recovering your sense of power. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, like the first section is all about anger. Mm-hmm. And here's, and here's what I like uh, underlined the first time I went through this, it talks about how anger is your fuel and it's a map and it shows what boundaries that you need to like, think about it shows you what your boundaries are and shows you where you want to go. So anger is meant to be acted upon. It's not meant to be acted out. Mm. Anger points the direction. We are meant to use anger as fuel to take actions. We need to move where our anger points us. Anger tells us we can't get away with our old life any longer. And then the other thing that I underlined is it will always tell us when we have betrayed ourselves, it will always tell us that it is time to act in our own best interest. Anger is not the action itself. It is actions invitation. So relatable to everything that you were just talking about, as far as like what you're seeing that you want out of other people is to be in more of that of service and surrendering, right? So it's like thinking about, okay, well, then what are the boundaries to put up? Like, what's the map of that anger and where does it lead you to what action you need to take? Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that she has in here is a section on shame. Shaming is shaming someone is an attempt to prevent the person from behaving in a way that embarrasses us. So you can also internalize that as far as like, (laughs) you know, how you do that to yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, When people do not want to see something, they get mad at the one who shows them, which is the exact conversation that you were talking about as well. Yeah. Shame's a really interesting one for me to do. And I've talked about this with other uh, folks, as far as like my addiction, not only to myself, but also guilt and shame. And I always come back to uh, a friend reminding me that shame and guilt just don't serve me. Ask for it to be relieved, you know, ask your, ask um, for it to be be to go away but the shame for me is is like really goes back to that earlier statement i made about not feeling worthy of anything mm-hmm. other so i'll mm-hmm. i'll like clench on to shame mm-hmm. for i'll punish myself longer um than i would imagine anyone else could because mm-hmm. of this sense of this lack of value um that is mm-hmm. still a part of me which um mm-hmm. is also 
something to be ashamed about. It's like the circle. Right. Of shame. Cycle. Yeah. Cycle. Um, yeah. The thing that she says in here that I wrote that I underlined is the antidote for shame is self-love and self-praise. Simple, right? <laughs> <laughs> None of it's ever all that complicated. We just make it a lot more complicated. Uh, so simple. <laughs> well, and the other thing that I said that I, I love this chapter. I love week three because there's just so many good nuggets in here. And the one, the last net she finishes off with is talking about growth. And she says, growth is an erratic forward movement, two steps forward, one step back growth occurs in spurts. So if you really look at over the, like the last two years of all of the growth that has happened in you, like spiritually, personally, professionally, in your relationships, all of that, you can see where you've had that growth. And I think this last 27 days is just your step back. Mm. I don't know if I want to believe that. I think when I'm coming to like the step back part, as far as Mm -hmm. not not feeling great or um, feeling angry or and feeling shame, like if I was to say this to myself and myself being my higher, the higher self that's within me, that is very clear and knows the direction, um, but just needs to sort of meld with this self that is still in the sense of shame mm-hmm. and this guilt and this sadness and this, you know, self-centeredness. Higher self would tell me like, you're exactly where you need to be. And you're exactly, mm-hmm. this is the growth. Like this, mm-hmm. this feeling, this, you know, this awareness really that's come about this morning is actually what, you know, propels you constantly forward. So there really isn't a stepping back. It's like, oh, you know, there's like a moment of pause and an an awareness things. These feelings are interesting because I can never forget that what I always wanted to escape from is feelings. Yeah. (laughs) What I always never wanted to do is sit in any feeling deep enough to be able to feel it so much so that I felt like I was going to die, that someone was not going to love me, that I was not worthy. Like those things are still narratives, you know, in, in any situation of my life and that narrative will pop up and show itself like, Hey, remember you fucking suck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's what I used to do was numb that narrative Mm -hmm. by not Mm -hmm. feeling it. You know, and I heard another friend talk about it in a way of saying when I wasn't sober and I wanted to forget what I did the day before, you know, who hurt me, a family member that abused me, a child that I lost, you know, a friendship that I lost, the fact that I'm hungry, the fact like when I, when that would come up, I like numbed myself to avoid those feelings Mm -hmm. and I did it every Mm -hmm. single day and every single day the medicine was not enough. So I had to do more to numb the feelings and that's just like the progression of the disease and when what is happening now and it's still very uncomfortable because you know I'm a fucking toddler when it comes to like oh god now this is who I am as a 42 year old almost 43 year old adult like this is what it feels like to actually be sad or this Mm -hmm. is what it feels like to feel anxiety um Mm -hmm. or this is what it feels like to be in conflict in a relationship and not like run from it or this is what it feels like to be in this moment of reflection recognizing that like I've been kind of shitty (laughs) you know or this is what it feels like to be in this state of dishonesty you know there's Mm -hmm. been like this under Underlying dishonesty, it feels that's very reminiscent of the dishonesty that I would perpetuate by numbing myself. So whether sure. it be dishonesty with myself or dishonesty with someone else or a white lie or admitting the truth, like whatever it was, like there's this underlying thread of that that I know can sort of get layered 
you know, mm-hmm. over time, mm-hmm. if I do not stop and pause and catch myself doing it and feel maybe like the fuck I can see myself doing it again to be able to stop the behavior and move forward. And yeah. I stop the behavior and move forward by like recognizing it. And for me, praying to something bigger than myself to fucking help me along and talking to other people and actually being mm-hmm. verbalizing it. So mm-hmm. I feel, um, that's what's like sitting, you know, but like in a very thin coating beneath the surface for the last 27 sure. days is that so I want to believe that, yep, this is, this is what it feels like to grow. Actually. Yeah, it feels shit. Absolutely. Like, yep. <laughs> yep. The last 17, easy. 27 days, it's been fucking me, you know, and I know I just talked myself around, you know, from the beginning to now this, but I almost had to do, I, I appreciate you um, reflecting back to me so I can see like, no, actually um, what's happening is I'm in a feeling. I don't want to mm-hmm. feel it. And I don't want to do the things that I used to do to numb those feelings because that's instantly gratifying, you know, for me mm-hmm. to, to not feel mm-hmm. them. Fact mm-hmm. is, is that like, no, you're, you're, you're feeling all feelings. Like even the ones yep. that feel like, you know, low level fucking apathy. <laughs> yep. Yep. So. These are all of it. Yeah. You're in the feelings. Yeah. I'm in my feelings and I don't like it. I don't like feeling. I, you know, mm-hmm. I did a lot of things to avoid them. Mm-hmm. A lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not great things to avoid them. Yeah. You know, to yeah. me, to other people, like a lot of things. Yeah. And it sounds like you're finding new ways to have your feelings and be able to still move forward and yeah. not go back to the things that you used to before to numb it. Because I mean, I feel like that's part of the, I mean, that I think is for me, what I recognize and appreciate of those that are sober and are doing the work because you're actually sitting in your feelings. You're actually recognizing things. Imagine how much better the world could be if all of us just kind of really felt our feelings and dealt with them in ways rather than numb them in ways mm-hmm. that we numb by yeah. avoiding, by shopping, by drinking, right. by drugs, by right. whatever, all the things. Right. Right. How we treat other people. I think that's a Absolutely. big one. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just recognizing the shit that you have within yourself and being with it rather than putting it on somebody else or avoiding it altogether. Yeah. That's the work. The work is actually just being in the feelings and, ac- and yeah. asking for help outside of yourself because I don't have mm-hmm. all the answers, which is also really humbling. I don't have all the answers. Yeah. I thought I no. pride myself on that, but I, I fucking don't. I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't think any of us really know anything, to be quite honest. (laughs) (laughs) We know nothing. It's all a fucking illusion. Where are you at? What's what's your what's where's what's beneath the surface, Jill? What's beneath the surface? Um, Are you scared to share on on a podcast (laughs) for Jeff to hear? (laughs) Jeff and who else listens? (laughs) Handful. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think a lot of what you said is a lot of my underlining as well. And I think yesterday my underlining thread was the the idea of this abandonment, right? Mm -hmm. Of the same sort of like being unwanted, being unloved and feeling like I am, I've got one foot out of every relationship because, Mm -hmm. uh, but mostly because of my one foot out of myself and one foot out of other relationships because I'm always constantly trying to prove that I suck and that Mm -hmm. I'm not worthy of being loved or not worthy Mm -hmm. of being wanted because Mm -hmm. the original person that had me didn't want me, didn't love me. And I think Mm -hmm. when we, you know, when I talked this back to you, it was just like, well, you know, 
maybe I was wanted or unwanted, who knows, right? Mm -hmm, But clearly mm -hmm. there was a level of desire to not have me aborted. Mm -hmm. And as far as like loving me, I think just like the greatest act was to give me a potential at life with somebody else that was going Mm -hmm. to support me. And as I was Mm -hmm. thinking about sort of, you know, what you responded back to in my message and then the, you know, just in thinking about that conversation that I was having with myself while I was driving, by the way, which was not a great time to be crying, driving. (laughs) But then I got to thinking like when I was in the shower that these are my wounds and these are the wounds that make me who I am, that make me the warrior that I find myself to be somebody who's resilient and strong and powerful that have made me into sort of like this healer and got me to that place where you're at. Like, was like, what is my highest self? And I feel like my highest self is somebody who is meant to have my wounds and have my story from my scars that have gotten me this far that I can share and like, share with the world or share with others Mm -hmm. to be able to help Mm -hmm. them, inspire them to like move through Mm -hmm. their journey. So it kind of got me into the place of, well, my soul chose this journey. My soul chose to be in this place, to be given up, to go through a really hard and learn from, I guess, heal from abandonment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it just Mm kind of got me into a different place of like, spinning it into that positive place of being sort of like this wounded warrior and to be able to heal through that, because that's, that's my power. That's why I'm here. That's my purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So again, coming back to service outside of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So exactly where you were at. It seems like that's the, that's the answer (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) to Mm -hmm. get outside of ourselves. We have to stop thinking about ourselves as the, the, um, the, the center of all. Yeah. Um, right, right. But leveraging you know, our experiences in some way that serves something outside of ourselves or others outside of ourselves. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of where I, I don't know, is simple and as small as it might be, like we joke around about like maybe the 20 listeners that we have, but if there's something that someone mm-hmm. can deem from our conversations that mm-hmm. gets them to think a little bit differently, gets them to act a little bit differently, to get them to see that oh, I recognize that in myself. That's not something I would have noticed. That's Mm -hmm. to me still being of service. So as much as I think we're having fun with this, I think this is Mm -hmm. also sort of, for me, my outlet of being of service to others. Yeah. Yeah. I think otherwise you in knowing you and it's, you know, this is probably true of me too. And something, and something I'm grateful for you pushing me towards, but knowing you, you would not share. You would absolutely believe that narrative that I am not worthy and I don't want to be rejected or abandoned. So therefore I'm going mm-hmm. to keep all of this in. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe there's, you know, a couple of times I would share something to, with someone, but it's a really courageous act for you to do it for others in in it while doing it for yourself, you know, along the right. way. So as you keep taking these lumps, because there's, you know, people are going to say shit or do think shit or whatever the case is, as you take right. these lumps, the way that you recover from it and share about it is, you know, I'm sure, you know, it's not for nothing, you know, it's not for nothing. No. No, and I don't think so. And if it's never for nothing, because then I think it's always something that I can take in on myself and yeah. just say, hmm, how do I feel about that? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, go from there, not necessarily needing to act on everything. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. you. Love you too. <laughs> Chat with you later. <laughs> <laughs>
Bye. Bye. Thanks, friend, for tuning in to this episode of the Listener Don't Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if so, please write us a review and share us with your friends. This episode is sponsored by Jill Daler Coaching, here to guide you to discover and recover your authentic self. If you're ready to create and live a fuck yeah life, I'm here for it. Let's connect at jilldaler.com.